You're listening to DraftKings Network. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. So I know some NBA players love to do karaoke. Shane Battier did Adioke in Miami, which was like a fundraiser that he did with NBA players. LeBron James, he did some really good ones. Michael Beasley did Vanessa Carlton. Oh, nice. Where do you think he learned that song? I mean, from White Chicks. Oh. You watched the movie White Chicks and that's where it was popularized. Not when it was a top 10 song for nope. a year and a half before White Chicks came out. Nobody listened to it. Okay. So Beasley crushed it. I remember. I think there might be a clip if, Maze, you can find it. But to the point, NBA players sometimes can surprise you with how they can emulate or do impressions of famous people singing or just talking. Like, didn't see this coming. Paul George. Yeah, man. That blew my mind. This is the funniest part. So you shared it in the group chat, right? What you shared was a tweet from Law Murray who does a phenomenal job of covering the Clippers Yes, for the athletic. Shouts to Law. Law is one of the absolute best beat writers we have. He's insightful. He gets stuff that no one else gets, but he also takes the time to get deep on it as opposed to just being first to the news or whatever. So follow Law Murray on Twitter. Read his stuff on The Athletic. He's incredible. But Law's tweet says something along the lines of like, oh, this is almost Keenan Thompson levels. Paul George doing Charles Barkley is too good. Definitely on Keenan Thompson levels. Well, oh. maybe a little bit of that Clippers objectivity is slipping out the window on this one. Really? Because let me take you a walk through what I perceive. I said, Keenan Thompson doesn't do a good Charles Barkley. Mr. Charles Barkley. Hey, great to be here, EJ. <laughs> Tonight, we welcome the newest member of the TNT family, Superman himself, Shaquille O'Neal. It's me, Shaq. I'm here now. I'm on TV, on Shaq. Man, Shaq, you gotta enunciate. You make me sound like Sidney Portiaro. <laughs> he does like a Will Ferrell, George W. Bush, where it's like, he's doing an impression of an impression. It's not a spot on impression. He's doing a poor impression of an impression. He's always got this big doofy smile on his face and I'm Charles, I'ma just say something to sound funny like, I like chicken and then smiling all the goddamn time. I was just like, oh God, this is going to be terrible, isn't it? And then I hit play. You was Charles D. <laughs> we know you got Charles. Jackie, to think about it, let me tell you. <laughs> See, back when I played, <laughs> you almost had to chuck a guy when he got hot or fouled him and put him on his ass. <laughs> 
But these guys now are just too soft. And Mays clipped Charlie from It's Always Sunny after Dennis did his CCH pounder for the- Whoa! I was blown away. Put him on his ass was the best. When he said put him on his ass. Ass. We put that extra Y in ass. I was like, oh, he's got this. He's got it. He's got it. And it was impromptu. Like, hey, can you do your trials? Apparently he does this with his buddies. He crushed it. There are a couple moments where it was a little rocky, but I can't complain. This was a phenomenal rendition of Charles Barkley. Dude. That's right up there, man. I'm trying to think who does a great Charles Barkley. Isn't it like Aries Spears? Aries Spears does a good Charles Barkley. I don't know. You tell me. But is the key to Barkley adding syllables? Is that what we need? No, the key is uh, sounding inaudible at times. Fair enough. Take it away. Let's hear it. You know, when I'm on the show with Kenna, uh, Erna, I said, let me tell you something. First of all, the thing is, Shaquille O'Neal and the defense, they got whipped. Because if, for, let me tell you something, because when Kobe Bryant won the greatest scorers <laughs> in the game, Kobe goes 40 points, 50 points. Kobe, uh, man, let me tell you something. I mean, look, PG, he got it down pat. Back when I played, I mean, that's not even it. I thought it was pretty good, but there was a little something missing. Really? It just didn't quite have enough weight to me. <laughs> I mean, it sounded like a light Charles Barkley. It sounded like a diet <laughs> Charles Barkley. Playing weight? Maybe a skinny Charles Barkley. 1993 Charles Barkley, MVP Charles Barkley. Yeah. Dream Team Charles. That's who PG was doing his impression of. It's definitely not current modern day TNT Charles. I don't know, man. I'm going to trust Maze on this one. I mean, because no one sounds fatter than Maze. That's right. Compared to his actual weight. That's true. He's an expert in this. I know what fat voice sounds like, okay? <laughs> I've been accused of it often. With a fedora. <laughs> Paul George is too skinny. His voice is too thin. One of my favorite things I've ever seen was on the Reddit. There was shocked at what Mays actually looked like and they thought he looked like. The picture that they had was this fat dude with a fedora with a big doofy Keenan Thompson smile on his face. He's smirking his ass off. Yeah. That's Anthony Faze. Fake Maze. <laughs> but I have to spin it back just for a second here because you sent me down a rabbit hole looking for Michael Beasley singing Vanessa Carlton, right? Mm -hmm. And guess what the source is that I found of these videos? It's a vine from 2015. Oh, oh wow. None other than Tom Haberstro. Oh, oh wait. What? Third eye open. From the beginning of the movie. <laughs> the Tom Haberstro vibe. You guys are unscarable. If I could fall into the sky, Oh my God. I promise you, I had no idea about this. Wow. I did a vine of Michael Beasley at Badioki doing Vanessa Carlton. And you know, I'd post a thousand vines. If I could just see you. My assignment, uncover why the association inspires more conspiracy theories in volume and salience than any other U.S. sport. Have you heard of the Illuminati? The truth is out there, but so are lies. Your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them. 
the NBA has always been controlled by about eight people. Denial is the most predictable of all human responses. If you're only using 10% of your brain, you don't even know that you're using 10% of your brain. The NBA Illuminati. If coincidences are just coincidences, why do they feel so contrived? The Illuminati. But you start to follow the money, and you don't know where the f*** is going to take you. It is unspoken. They have influence among other players. The NBA Illuminati. I don't have time for your convenient ignorance. Maybe I'm a conspiracist now as well. That's all it took. Oh, we got books, we got schools. You saw a video on YouTube. <laughs> Why am I, sir? I've never used them before. <laughs> Basketball Illuminati. I am Tom Haberstroh, and as always, I am joined by the five-star Illuminati Army Generals, Amin Al-Hassan, producer Anthony Mays, co-presidents of the Illumination. Fellas, it is the end of August. FIBA is happening. Austin Reeves is happening. The Beatles, basically. But there's more to that FIBA action that we need to talk about. We're going to talk about some research I did. The schedule release has been published. The national TV schedule is out, which means we can go and project which teams are going to get the best referees in the next slate of games because referee ratings, how good referees you get is often dictated by whether you're on national TV. So we will be able to see which teams will have the best officials. I'm going to do some research. We're going to play a little bit of trivia in a segment I like to call Tom did his own research. But first. You are listening to The Agenda with Tom Haberstroh and Amin El-Hassan. Is this world champion debate the most August NBA Twitter debate possible? I can't think of a more meaningless or manufactured debate that hits all of the first take shows immediately. That seems very inconsequential. But the first thing I'll just point out is that I did not know who Noah Lyles was before this happened. It's a confession. I'm a bad American. No, 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 Tom. Tom, welcome to the club. (laughs) And maybe this is why Mr. Lyles feels a little bit of anger or whatever he feels, because nobody knows who the f*** he is. So this is how he has to get known. You know, the thing that hurts me the most is that I have to watch the NBA finals and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? The United States? Don't get me wrong. I I love the U.S. at times. (laughs) But that ain't the world. That is not the world. We are the world. We have almost every country out here fighting, thriving, putting on their flag to show that they are represented. There ain't no flags in the NBA. (laughs) I have to watch the NBA finals. You don't have to watch shit, bro. Just like we don't watch your ass for three out of four years. Or four out of four. Four out of four years. For some people. I I didn't know he was that good. Apparently, he's the American Usain Bull. He's got 100 meter, 200 meter, 400 meter, something like that. 
And Aaron Gordon is now getting into it saying, I could beat you in a 200 meter race, which fantastic. Let's make this happen. He didn't say he could beat him. He could smoke him is what he said, which is <laughs> so much better. Yeah, this is peak off season for two main reasons. One, this guy has a clear lane to get his opinion heard on all of the airwaves. And then two, all of the players have nothing better to do than to pile on in the comments like a car wreck in the 70s and nobody's brakes work good. Just slamming in one after another to rip this dude. What were some of your favorites besides Aaron Gordon saying he would dust this guy? I like who's Juan on Juan 10. I'm going to guess that's Juan Toscano. Oh, Juan Toscano. Toscano Anderson. Yeah. He said, last time I checked, the NBA was the best competition in the world. Udonis Haslam said, big fan, but going with that bullshit, bruh. Hashtag suckers. How was my Udonis Haslam impression? Terrible. Is it as good as Paul George doing Charles? No. Got the right amount of weight. I'll give you that. Not much else is going on, but. The weight's good. KD is easy money sniper, right? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Somebody help this brother. I think we should rename this segment. Somebody help Tom. <laughs> D book. That's Devin Booker, isn't it? That is right. But not the Devin Booker that's playing overseas. Oh yeah. The other Devin Booker. Another favorite part of this quote is Noah Lyles says, you know what hurts me the most hurts him the most. He didn't just say it bothers me or this is a pet peeve. The idea that the NBA champs are considered world champs, it burns him to his core. It hurts him the most, which is fascinating. That's what Darren Fox said, Tom. He agrees with you. Why bro care so much? Found it fun that he uses the term what hurts me most. It's just funny. Crying emoji. Not that serious, big dog. So Legend of Winning on Twitter says, not only is Noah Lyles a cornball, but he also lied. The NBA does not refer to their champs as, quote, world champions. Brother had a great opportunity to speak on something real, but instead decided to hate on something that doesn't even exist. I get what he's getting at here. In what format does the NBA say or print world champions? They used to like in the 80s, I want to say. Yeah. I think he's been listening to too much Queen. Champions of the world. That's the song that plays. So maybe that's where he got twisted up. But the irony of all this is that he's making this big fit during the actual world championships when there will be a world champion crowned very soon. Yeah, terrible timing. Not too long away from someone saying that they are actually the world champions. And I guarantee there will be at least one NBA player participating in that. May it's terrible timing, but then again, when your timing window is like a week, yeah. once every four years, yeah. you got to take it where you can get it. He's a sprinter, okay? He sees a small amount of time, and that's when he does his best work, 10 seconds or less. <laughs> the best part of these comments, though, is that, you know, you got KD, Devin Booker, the big dogs, you got PJ Tucker, Face Palm can't make this shit up, you got Draymond Green when being smart goes wrong. By the way, and then before you land that punchline right there, Draymond Green, when going smart goes wrong, this is exactly what it is, because if you watch the clip of my man, he says... The champion of the United States, <laughs> he does this like very self-satisfied laugh. Like, oh, I just dropped the bar on him. So totally when going smart goes wrong. But Mays, give me the pinnacle. Noah Lyles really messed up. Why? Because you know who he irritated? Denzel Valentine. Oh. And there's nobody that you want to avoid being on their bad side more than Denzel Valentine. He said, boy, want some clout, huh? <laughs> Crying emoji, jealousy, a mother <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. LOL. It sounds like Denzel wants some clout here by piling on to Noah Lyles. What is Denzel Valentine doing now? Is he playing overseas, I mean? No, man. He's in the brotherhood. Okay. All right. Denzel, look, this is what I'm saying right here, guys. This was an attack by a foreign force. We are the NBA family. We can shit on each other all we want. We can infight. We can say that guy talks too much. We can say that guy is not that good. We can do all that stuff. But when we get attacked from outside, we circle our wagons. Mm-hmm. And we tell that little rudder, shut the f*** up, man. These NBA colors don't run. Yeah, man. No Lyles. I'm about to hear this shit from someone who wears a unitard and runs around <laughs> all day. Get out of here, man. Kendrick Perkins said, put his brain in a bird and the bird will start flying backwards. <laughs> it's the, the facts. Now that is an expression I've never heard before. <laughs> hey, you know what that is, Maze? That's KFB right there, man. That's KFB. That's young Frankenstein in Abby Normal brain, perhaps. Yep. All kinds of interesting things happening there. Believe it or not, that's a Kendrick Perkins staple. He's used that one before. Yeah, doesn't make it any less potent. You make something up like that, you got to use it multiple times, man. That's his, man. But again, yeah, man. Yeah, out of here, man. Dragonfly Jones likened Denzel Washington to Brick Tamlin in Anchorman. Denzel, Denzel Valentine. Valentine. Did I say Washington? Yeah, Denzel Washington as Brick Tamlin would be something I'd like to say. Yeah. <laughs> I hit somebody with a trident. <laughs> Denzel, where'd you get a grenade? From Pelican Bay. <laughs> I don't know. Loud noises. Well, if Team US. USA wins the FIBA World Championships. Woke up. Noel Owls is going to have to put some hot sauce on his comments. But and that's our, what, F team? Team USA's F team? Whoa. Like it's not even our B team. Tom. It's the F shack. F team? Dirty Mike and the boys. That's some harsh words for Anthony Edwards, our next chosen one, and Austin Reeves, the great white hope. I can't believe you would say that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The A team. The Ant team. Austin. Anthony, hey. Okay, now that we've gone past, no allows, congratulations. There's your 15 yep. minutes, buddy. You got it. Spotlight is now extinguished. Against powers foreign to the NBA, I will stand up, I will fight, whatever. But now that we're having a basketball conversation, guys, I think I'm a little worried about Team Canada. <laughs> Holy shit, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's nice. They got themselves a little squad, and they, they're going out there killing people. And I'm like... Oh, no. Mm-hmm. That was all for this whole team. You would say we're going to build it like an actual team with guys that play roles and stuff like that. And it sounds good on paper. And then you watch Team Canada just annihilate people. And I'm like, oh, crap, man. Are we going to lose to Canada? Without Jamal Murray. Without Jamal Murray. Without Brandon Clark. Wiggins. Without Andrew Wiggins. They're not even fielding their A-team. They're going to kick our ass? Is this the best Canada's ever been? Yes. The last time they were anywhere near this, Steve Nash was like 22 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to say they got to the quarterfinals of the Olympics in 2000. At least if they beat us, they'd be really nice about it. Yeah. It's a very polite nation. I don't know if these guys are the polite ones. Oh, wow. See, I forgot that Joel Anthony was Canadian, still is. Yep. The warden? I covered him. And wrote like a magazine feature on The Warden. And I have forgotten that. Andrew Nicholson. Yeah. Todd McCulloch. Anthony Bennett. Bill Wennington. Bill Wennington, yep. Rick Fox. The Big Cat. Jamal McGlure. Samuel Dallenbear also. The Haitian sensation who also has Canadian citizenship. Is Simbular on this team? I don't think so, right? No, he's not. No, this is a real team, dude. <laughs> then I just throw it out. Bullshit. I also want to give a shout out to the FIBA YouTube channel that did a highlight reel of Rondé Hollis Jefferson. And the title of it 
is Rondé Hollis Jefferson, comma, the Kobe of Jordan. Yep. And bravo. Mm-hmm. Just perfect. That's how you do it. Mwah, chef's kiss on how to work that algorithm. It is perfect. It is hilarious. And it is wholly accurate. Obviously, the comparison with Kobe was a big hit online. It resonated well with the people shouting Kobe's name. What does it mean to you? Uh, it means a lot. It's an honor, you know. Definitely only want Kobe, but to, to feel that love and that energy, you know, coming down the stretch, hitting those big shots. God was with me and Kobe was with me for sure. What is going on here? He looks exactly like Kobe out there. Everything looks exactly like him. The number, except for one very big, important thing, is lefty. Yeah. I think I can feel this one, guys. He's playing against trash competition. Oh. And when you do that, sometimes it's easier to look really, really good. They're also 0-2 in group play. So it doesn't matter. Kobe. That's not what we're worried about. Actually, I take that back. It's actually Kobe. I play with garbage players and we don't actually win anything. Mm. I mean, was your little whisper there an impression of Jamie Foxx doing the I'm your conscience? I'm your conscience. Yeah. <laughs> These jokes aren't funny. We're doing impressions all over the place. Rondé's doing a Kobe impression. You're doing a Jamie Foxx impression. And Paul George is doing a Charles Barkley impression. I'm going back to the 2000 Olympic squad that had Steve Nash and Todd McCullough. You know who else was on that team, Tom? A gentleman by the name of Rowan Barrett. Oh, yes. Rowan. Now, as I click his link, it calls him Rowan Alexander Barrett Sr. wonder if there's a Rowan Jr. out there who's perhaps suiting up for Team Canada. Oh, there is. R.J. Barrett. <gasps> R.J. Barrett is Rowan Barrett Jr. What? Junior, Junior. All the juniors. Yeah, Canada in 2001 Group B. They lost to France in the quarterfinals at the 2000 Olympics. And up until then, that was like the greatest Canadian national team performance ever. Oh, no, they were silver medalists in 1936. But everyone knows that that doesn't count. How the mighty have fallen. You mentioned France. I mean, yes, we 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 have Rudy here on the program. Rudy Gobert on our show. Huh? So, Rudy, condolences to what happened. To Fred. You guys were runners-up in the Olympics. You're hosting in two years, right? Next year, 2024. Next year. Last time we all saw each other, you were the runner-ups for the Olympics, and now you didn't even make it out of the group phase after losing the first two games. Rudy, what went wrong? You think that the, the tournament, the, this FIBA World Cup, this is important to the French? Mais non. No, we do not care. We are going to win at home when we have the croissant and the cook madame at our disposal. That is what we need. None of these international flavors. No, this is not important. I did not shoot enough trees. We did not pass me the ball enough. These hoes ain't loyal. Fair, fair. But I guess one of the questions that's on the minds of a lot of people is, you lost to Canada, and we just said Canada's been a buzzsaw. And Canada won by 26. But then in a must-win game, you lost to Latvia. And Latvia, I know they've got Kristaps Porzingis, who isn't playing because he's hurt. Right. But outside of that, I can't even identify a player that I think any of us have heard of. Maybe Rodion's Kuruch. Yeah. Davis Bertans. That's about it. So what happened? What went wrong against Latvia? It was a, a two-point game. It was a, a, a bullshit. I did not know if I said this already, but it, uh, the bullshit, much bullshit. 
Gerson Yabusele Nando Decolo et Evan Fortier et le Nick Patum. They were not good. They did not give me the ball. That is why we lose by two. I only shoot one time. One time. No trees. Not okay. I know you don't want to besmirch or talk ill will toward your countrymen, Rudy, but Victor Wembanyama, where was he? Could he have helped you guys this year during FIBA World Cup? And are you upset that he didn't participate on your team? Victor, he, he is not ready. I am the center. C'est moi. We do not need him. You don't want Victor on your team? I am the Stifle Tower. C'est moi. But Rudy, I'm going to point out some things, some kind of confusing things. First and foremost, you average a block and a half a game. This is your strong suit, right? You called yourself the Stifle Tower. I mean, one and a half is very pedestrian. In fact, even your teammate Nick Batum averaged more blocks per game wow. through the three games in the group play with two box games. Sounds like a mean did his own research. But I think more disturbing that, Rudy, is of all the players on the team, the one with the worst plus minus, both total and per game, was Rudy at minus 11. What happened? It seems like you didn't play well in and of yourself outside of your offense. Did you catch my screen assist? I did not. Where are the numbers for this? They didn't have that. Exactement. That's right. Exactement. And the reason I no have the block, no one want to come near me. Everyone run toward Nick Patum. So it's much easier for him to block the shot. Tout le monde, everyone is afraid of me. And the plus minus, je ne sais pas qu'est-ce que c'est. Comptez les screen assists. C'est tout. Thanks for joining us, Rudy. Appreciate your time. Ah, va-t'en. That was Rudy Gobert, ladies and gentlemen, live from the Philippines. Wow. Where France has been eliminated from World Cup play after two losses in the three games in group stage. Tom, what else do we have World Cup-wise? The Austin Reeves show. Oh. Anthony Edwards show. Team A. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are surprised that Austin Reeves has excelled even without LeBron James on his team. And the fans in the Philippines and abroad are going crazy for him more so than any other player. And he's been incredible. Both ends of the floor, arguably the team's best player. It is one of the more shocking developments in the NBA is that Austin Reeves two-way guy in like a year has become the star player for team USA. It's not quite Linsanity levels. I mean, mm -hmm. but Austin Reeves. Look, the fans are going crazy. There was a very funny clip that went viral of the team walking off the court after I believe defeating New Zealand and Anthony Edwards turns and says to Austin Reeves, Austin, you're him. And he does it in a perfect Filipino accent. <laughs> if you don't take my word for it, take the word of proud Filipina Cassidy Hubbard, who said he nailed the accent. <laughs> and then shortly after that, did Pablo Torre claim him for the Filipino national team? We'll have to check the shrine, Maze. Yes. We got to look at the shrine. Mm -hmm. There's a definite excitement that happens. And part of that is you play for the Lakers, right? You're going to have international acclaim. And part of it is playing in basketball mad Philippines, where it's such a big deal over there. The other part of it is, man, guys go to play for their national teams, and particularly for Team USA, and they get better because you get to see what everyone else works on, what everyone else does. And there is a feeling, a confidence boost of, oh, yeah, man, I'm part of this. I belong. Do you think, I mean, that the NBA teams should collude to keep Eric Spolster from going to Team USA? Look, man, we had a lot of fun with this on Levitard show, and then everything we had fun with came 
true like to a T. Mm-hmm. The idea that Spoh is just going to go there and be whispering sweet nothings into Anthony Edwards' <laughs> ear Culture. about how he reminds him of D. Wade. and Culture. <laughs> Dude, it was so funny because honest to God, we were being silly. We were like, you can say things like, yo, yo, D, I, I mean, Ant, my fault, man. I get y'all confused all the time. And he's basically doing all that stuff. And I'm like, damn, Spo, go ahead, get you one, man. Okay. Austin Reeves, one through five, can guard one through five, this guy, you know, King Reeves. Our guy, Jovan Buha at The Athletic, wrote a nice little write-up about Austin and his time with Team USA. And, of course, Jovan had to ask Austin about the potential of a super team being formed on this trip to the Philippines. And I, first of all, love the idea of Austin Reeves and Walker Kessler chopping it up (laughs) on this international trip and forming the next great super team. Super white team. Oh, (laughs) is it too known? Is everybody expecting it to happen? So now it won't happen. Or where are we at with the idea of a super team being formed on these FIBA rosters. I'm trying to figure out where the breakdown is when Anthony Edwards got mad at, I think it was Joe Varden at the athletic for reporting that Anthony Edwards didn't tell Steve Kerr that he was upset about coming off the bench when it's a quote verbatim from Anthony Edwards saying, Steve Kerr told me this. And then Anthony Edwards is saying that y'all are making stuff up. You're all losers called reporters, losers. And I'm saying Mays. Do we know that Eric Spolstra maybe slipped that to Joe Varden? Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Do we know for a fact that Eric Spolstra, were they caught in the same room together? Has anyone seen whether Joe Varden and Eric Spolstra were in the same room? Slipping that story. Hey, hey, I got a story idea for you. Anthony Edwards doesn't like coming off the bench. It's all Steve Kerr, that guy over there. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just asking questions. So... We're doing like double duty here. Not only are we recruiting him this way, but we're also making sure he doesn't end up in Golden State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The super team, people are going to look at Steph Curry and say, oh, that's where it's going to be Draymond and Clay. Maybe they accept some minimum deals here once their current deals are up, which is going to be a while. And maybe Anthony Edwards and Austin Reeves hitting their prime join the Warriors. But no, there's some subterfuge going on here. There is some actual counter intelligence going on. Eric Spolstra, watch out for this guy. It's a conspiracy. Hoodie is back. He has one more thing to say, which is... Well, there's more. The French. He's grabbing the mic. They did not get the good ref. Yeah. All the good refs that go to the Team USA is bullshit. This is not okay. If only quelqu'un, a person could tell me what the good referee schedule was. The French will do better next time. Sounds like you need someone to do some research for you, Rudy. (laughs) May we? You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does that look like? You doing your own research? Are you doing studies yourself? Are you in the lab on a nightly basis? What are you doing? Do your own research. Do your own research. Do your own research. Do your own research. Doing your own research. I'm not a scientist. I'm not here to tell everyone that this is it. For me, it's just um, just giving everyone a chance to do their own research and find their own knowledge. All right, all right. You know it from listening to this show. The OG listeners know that I created a referee metric called Ref Score. I think originally it was called Ref Ratings. I mean, oh, it made the entire internet outraged. What? You think the refs like the Lakers? Da, da, da. Everyone misinterpreted. Oh, you, Tom Habershow. Why do you think the Pistons get the worst refs? I'm like, wait, what? No, this is the NBA is giving yes. the short end of the stick to the Detroit Pistons. According to whom, though? According to the NBA, the league office is giving their finals referees to the Lakers disproportionately more than the other teams. That is an incredible finding that I didn't realize until a couple years ago when I started tracking this, the illumination out there needs to understand that this is not a public trust. The NBA is not a public trust where everyone gets equal shillings no matter where you come from. Dave Schilling. The Detroit Pistons get the same quality of officials as the Golden State Warriors? No, not in Adam Silver's NBA. So I determined this by tracking referees and looking at which referees are most often the crew chief, the leader of the referee crew. Every night there are three referees on a game, the crew chief, the referee, and the umpire, the umpire being the lowest ranked official in that crew. The junior, the junior man. And I found that certain teams get prioritized. What? Compared to other teams in the league in terms of their quality of officials based on the NBA's role assignments. So in light of the fact that the NBA has announced the schedule of this upcoming season and which teams get the national TV ranks, which teams get on ESPN, TNT, and ABC the most. I thought it would be an interesting little exercise on this program to try to predict and not only predict, look back on this past season. What were the top five teams in referee score? Amin, Mays, you know, a lot of it has to do with how many times these teams play on national TV because the NBA likes to make sure that they got their top officials, the creme de la creme on the national broadcast in case something goes haywire. They got their best people on the job. I think that's what they would say because mm-hmm. I did this on the finder, which you can find on Substack. It's Tom, I am revealing all 30 teams in referee score this past season and doing a little look ahead. And I want to see if you guys can guess the top five 
in ref score from last season in the 2022-23 regular season. Which teams got the best refs? This is what I've done here. I'm looking at a list of the teams that have the most national TV games, and I'm going to try to match that list with what I know to be interesting teams. I'm going to guess Lakers and Warriors. I'm going to throw the Knicks in there, Suns, and I'm going Celtics. Oh, you were so close. All right. Number one in ref score, the Lakers. Ah, the Lakers. Austin Reeves team. Yeah, That's right. Austin. The Austin Reeves-led Lakers Mm -hmm. received the top average ref score, 3.153 being average. And again, that's not just their crew chief. That's all of their referees are considered above average throughout the season. The only team last season that saw seven rookie refs, that's a season low for any team, the Lakers, only saw a first-year referee seven times last season, the lowest for any NBA team. Compare that to the Utah Jazz They saw 23 rookie refs last year. Good Lord. 23 games. They saw a first year referee. And I can understand the NBA would not want a rookie wilting under the bright lights of national TV and cowering in the shadow of LeBron James. Yeah. They did not want rookie referees on the Lakers games, or at least the evidence suggests that. And on the other side, they had 61 appearances in 82 games of finals referees, reigning finals referees. So 75% of their games had at least one official who had refed an NBA finals game. There are only 12 reigning finals referees. Right. And those 12 were on 61 times for the Lakers. 61 out of 82, which is roughly 75%. For a bunch of teams, they only got half as many games. So like half their games had a finals referee on it. So the Lakers got it 75% and the rest of the bottom dwelling teams did not nearly have the same sort of benefit. And yet still the Lakers are what caused sleepless nights for the referees. Even with all that preferential treatment and high quality finals refs, sleepless nights for the officials. That's right. And I would also throw in there that after that tweet, Coincidentally, I'm sure, I think a lot of people noticed that the free throw differential by the Lakers, very, very high, historic levels. Mm -hmm. They had more free throws than their opponent by hundreds of free throws. I'm probably going to write more about this, whether you want really high quality officials on your games, if you're the Lakers or you want a lower score. Mm -hmm. But the point is the Lakers in the regular season, every game is a playoff game from a referee standpoint. They get playoff caliber referees. Number two on the list. I mean, okay. you said Phoenix Suns in there. Yes, I did. That's right. Phoenix Suns. Number two on the referee score list. Two out of two. Number three, Golden State Warriors. You nailed it. Mm-hmm. The Warriors are at number three. Three out of three. Well, that's because they're all in the Pacific Division and they play each other all the time, right? So every time there's a matchup between Phoenix and Golden State or Golden State in the Lakers, you're getting finals quality refs. Yes, they had 61 occasions of finals, reigning finals officials on their games, tied with the Lakers for tops in the category. The Warriors were the only team in the NBA who didn't see a rookie or second year referee after the all-star break. Nice. Okay, you got those three. You mentioned the New York Knicks, a team that didn't make the playoffs the year before. 
were on national TV 14 times last year, and they were the number five team in referee score. How about that? Wow. I had the Warriors. I had the Lakers. I had the Suns. I had the Knicks. Who did I miss? You said I was so close. Yeah. You said Boston. They are eighth in ref score. Whoa. And what's the actual answer? Give you a hint. This guy talked to the New York Times threatening. Oh, the Bucks. Oh, my God. I should have known. Threatening what, Tom? Threatening that if not everybody's on board with a championship mindset, then he might not sign that extension. Damn, homie. 2021 NBA champs. I mean, when you are the MVP, a two-time MVP, you're going to get rewarded. They're going to want to make sure they have their top officials on those games. Number four, the Milwaukee Bucks. I wonder if the Milwaukee Bucks didn't have Giannis Antetokounmpo, where would they rank on this list? I mean, oh. like if it was just Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. Oh, it's very easy. Let me scroll down to the bottom here. All right. So <laughs> national TV games is a tie with the Wizards, the Hornets, the Pistons, the Rockets and the Raptors. They all have four. Orlando has five. But Orlando has the number one overall pick, Palo Bancaro, that everyone's kind of excited about. So, yeah, I would go sub-Orlando. I would go four. In terms of ref quality, then, they would be the worst. They'd be at the bottom of the league. Yep. Okay. Well, here is the breakdown. Lakers one, Phoenix two, Golden State three, Milwaukee four, New York five. I am going to call it right here. For next season, the Golden State Warriors are going to have the best ref score. I'll go Lakers number two. Phoenix. Number three, I will go New York, number four. Okay. And vaulting into the top five, Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I thought about that. They were 13th last year, and they won the championship. Jokic gets rewarded after his Sambor shuffling over in wherever he is this offseason. I think he's going to get top five Denver Nuggets in referee score. What say you guys? Would be interesting to see if there is a championship Bump. I mean, I'm guessing that you're not projecting the Miami Heat for such a favorable increase. No, they don't want the Miami Heat in their culture Mm-mm. to get good referees. You know, not at all. That would go against the hardworking, nose to the grindstone mentality that they have down there. Come on, Maze. If you're gonna say the quote, you gotta say it right. And the quote is: "It's the hardest working, best conditioned, most unprofessional, unselfish." Toughest, meanest, nastiest team in the NBA. Did you say unprofessional? You did say unprofessional. Did I say unprofessional? Yeah. Most professional is what I said. Uh, you said unprofessional, which is very, very unprofessional by you. I said unselfish. Well, we know that this is closely linked, I mean, Maze, to your national TV allotment. And the Miami Heat did not get anywhere near the top billing. They're not fun to watch. I'm going to say it right now. There's a reason for that. (laughs) They're not fun to watch. They have 16 national TV games projected for this upcoming season, which is behind Philly, Dallas, Milwaukee, New York, Denver, Boston, Phoenix, Lakers, and Golden State. So I suspect Miami will be somewhere in the middle of the pack and ref score. And that's where they like it. That's where they want playing in the mud. In the mud. There you go. Three feet in a cloud of dust. Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra. No handouts for us. Nope. But if Damian Lillard can come, I'm sure they'd enjoy that. It might swing things a little bit. It might make them a little more fun. They had a splash of Damian Lillard into their cocktail. Ooh, that'd be interesting to see what happens to the old Nat LTV schedule then. And as a result, the ref 
assignments. Could it be as straightforward as they absorb all of Portland's national TV games? All four of them? <laughs> they trade the national TV games along with Damian Lillard? No, 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 no. I'm not letting you go there. I'm going to steer this conversation into something more important, okay? Rudy Gobert, last year, 24th. By himself? The Minnesota Timberwolves were 24th <laughs> in ref score. Put that in your pipe, Rudy. No respect. No respect. What would you say it is? Cow dung? Bullshit. We've talked on this program about height fraud. Yeah, we got some weight fraud here today, boys. Oh, man, I can't wait, fraud. Okay, so Donald Trump got arrested last week. He went in, turned himself in at Fulton County Courthouse. And I guess they don't actually weigh you. I guess it's true because when you go to the DMV, they just ask you your particulars. So Trump responded 6'3", which sounds about right. 215, mm-hmm. 2-1-5. And it reminds me of the scene from Liar Liar where Jim Carrey is reading his client's license out and says, 5-1-1-10. Yeah, right. In, In your, your bra. bra. <laughs> <laughs> so out of curiosity, I decided to hop over to Stathead and I said, well, show me everyone, six foot three in the NBA last season from 210. There are only six names, six players listed as 210 and heavier in the NBA at 6'3". Four of them were heavy rotation players. And then the other two, one is a very well-known player, but kind of in the twilight of his career. And the other one is, you know. This feels like a very special edition of Hoop Grids right here. (laughs) Yeah, there it is. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is number one at 220. Yeah. 6'3", 220. Yeah. Marcus Smart. Now think of Marcus Smart and I think of Donald Trump. I think of Donald Trump diving on the floor for loose balls, yeah. dyeing his hair green. He fits the profile. Marcus Smart is five pounds heavier than Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Other names of guys who are 6'3", at least, let's say 215. I'll eliminate the 210 guys who are John Wall and Dwayne Washington Jr. Mm. We have three players who are 6'3", 215. All right, Jamal Murray, Canadian's finest. Jamal Murray is not. He's not 6'3". He's 6'5", I think. He's got some height on him. 6'4", on basketball reference, 215. So not him. Do you think they measured Donald Trump's height in shoes? Or are we going non-shoes? No, I think they just asked him and he just said. (laughs) I'm pretty sure there were no measurements here. I will go with Bradley Beal. Where is he? Bradley Beal is not 6'3", sir. Give me Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is... 6'3", but he's 200 pounds. Ah. Fortunately, President Trump only outweighs Russell Westbrook by 15 pounds, allegedly. Yeah. CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum is 
190, a svelte 190. Got to think about these thicker dudes. Yeah, Kyle Lowry is too short. Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon, ding, 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 6'3", 215. The Bahamian superstar himself. Yes. Eric Gordon, you are the same size as former President Donald Trump. Who else? Here's a hint. It's a teammate of Eric Gordon. It's not John Wall, who's 210. Teammate last season, 2023. Okay, all right. So we're talking uh, Clipper. Norm Powell. Norm Powell. Wow. 6'3", 215. You are the same size as former President of the United States, Donald Trump. Last one, guys. Give you a hint. He doesn't play for the Clippers, but he plays in the same conference. And he, in a former life, was known as the Harden Stopper. Is it Lou Dort? Lou Dort. Wow. Lou Dort? No, dude. Lou Dort. That's amazing. Lou Gantz. Be like the hippo. That is amazing. Lou Dort and former President Donald Trump. Same size, ladies and gentlemen. And there you have it. As Tom takes a very, very long frozen sip out of his drink. It's amazing that he can still talk while this is happening. I'm pretty impressed. No echo either. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.